I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 207. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Connie Constance. The indie rock disco queen from Watford in the UK released her second studio record last Friday, entitled Miss Power. In today's episode, we're speaking with Connie about the journey to this second record, being true to her own self, and her introduction to indie rock. Here we go. Our guest today is an English singer and songwriter from Watford. Her first record, English Rose, was released on a major label in 2019 and explored more soul and R&B sonics. Now an indie artist, she's making the music that she really wants to make with indie dance tracks that she's dubbed Fairy Bitch Genre. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Connie Constance. Hello, how are we? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. Uh, where are you joining us from today, Connie? I'm joining you from a little village called Abbots Langley that is in the suburbs of Watford, which is in the suburbs of London. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask about Watford a little bit later. Um, I know that you are very, I want to say, is it town proud when you're very like, yeah, is that the right phrase, town proud? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. that works. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the music scene there in a little bit, um, but before we get to that, I wanted to say congratulations. We are here today to talk about your brand new uh, second record that is out now. It is called Miss Power. It's an absolute, sorry to kind of use this word against you, it's a powerhouse of a record, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. That means a lot. I love this record. Of course, well, as you should, it is a brilliant record. Um, I know that there was a bit of a gap and that there was a bit of a journey uh, between the first record and the second record and a few things to kind of to get through, but how are you feeling now that these songs, are they're out in the public, they're in the hands of the fans, how are you feeling? I feel good. It's been such a long time coming with this record so it's just it was so exciting to make and then after that all of the art stuff like the videos and and the artwork was again just like another really fun journey to sort of color in the album and then releasing it was it's just fine, like the final chapter and it just feels like one 
whole like story all together and I'm just I'm just super <laughs> grateful to be able to have this career well, of course are you are you someone who gets nervous uh, when it comes to release time I go in and out I'm like one day I'm totally fine and then actually I've kind of noticed that if it's the day where everything's organized then I get nervous because I've got more things to think about like no I have I don't have things <laughs> So my brain's like, ah, oh, starts thinking about like unknown things I can't control. But when I've got like a day where I've got to figure out this, figure out that, then I'm not nervous. I'm like, cool, I've got jobs to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think th- I think that's very fair. It's almost the um, if your mind's occupied, you don't have time for it to wander and think about those what could be's or whatever else. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, as we mentioned, it has been a little bit of a journey between this first and second record. And if you're okay and comfortable to talk about it, um, I would like to talk about, I guess, the fact that um, you've gone a little bit of a reverse. You went from a major label to an indie label, which uh, is, I guess, in 2022 is not such a big deal. It might have been back in the day, but for you working with a major label just wasn't the right fit. Um and maybe wasn't the right kind of, um, I guess right fit was the right right word to use. But for you, what was that experience like working out that the major label wasn't for you and that the indie label might be better suited for the music you were wanting to release? Um, I think so the experience was like kind of affirming I think is the best word to say. So it was like confusion whilst I was at the major label and being like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like how it's meant to be. And one of the things I remember thinking so much was I shouldn't have to not enjoy the business side of my career. And that was like really like confusing to me because I was like, I love making music and it's this beautiful, precious thing that I'm keeping safe. And I'm like, is the love of my life. So I'm, why do I not enjoy the business and releasing and all of these things around like such a precious art form? So that was like one of the main things that was like confusing to me. And it just, it just got to a point where I was like, well, if this is, you know, the business side of thing, I just don't think I can do this as a career. Like, I don't think I enjoy the career side of this. Like I thought I would, and then I left and I, it was a bit like, that was, that was definitely a bit of a downstage. Like I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like what, what I'm doing. I need to like build up my confidence again in music. Like, am I going to have a career in this? And then there was like a clear moment. I went to LA with my friends. I had like the last bit of money in my account. And I was like, I'm going to LA to live the Hollywood dream. No, <laughs> I, just went, I just went for a week. No, I went for weeks and um I started working with people out there and obviously when you go to another country and work with musicians you don't have all this like they don't have any expectations or like knowledge of like you know who you're working with or anything in like your home country so it's like a clean slate and then I came back and I was like I am absolutely not letting anybody not like let me have this career in music like if I'm if if I'm not gonna have a career in music it's gonna be up to me like I'm gonna throw the towel in 
So I came back and I was like, boom, let's go. Independent, let's do this. <laughs> and it was like my whole energy just opened up and I was like, no, I do enjoy this. I remember I did enjoy the other side of music, not just creating music. And since then I have been enjoying every single day of like this career. It very much sounds like that on the record. It does sound like you are enjoying yourself. I want to say, I, I feel like I'm doing it a disservice by saying it is a feminist indie rock record only because I feel like that is um, reducing it to a few words. I feel like that might just be one facet of a very multifaceted record that you've released. Um, but it does retain that kind of energy. As you mentioned, the kind of, I'm going to do it on my own terms. I feel like that is best represented in the track Kamikaze, which we will let people listen to themselves. I won't quote it in this podcast because I feel that I would do that a disservice. Um, but I guess how freeing was it for you having that approach and going, you know what? Yep. I'm not going to take anyone's shit, part of my language. Um, and then utilizing that when you're writing lyrics and writing music and, and melodies. I guess that was probably like, that is like the DNA of the record. Like that's like what was like going through me. And I think as well, even if I was like, when I was creating the record, it was like the early stages of this feeling of freedom. It was like, whoa, like, you know, I've got my power back and I'm like feeling good. And like, I, I love making music and, and everything was just like in that kind of feeling. And then, but what I've realized is now, like, it's like a year later after finishing the record, like creating the record and I'm releasing it. And I actually, like, I feel like that feeling is fully formed. And it's like, I don't even, now I'm just listening to these songs and they, they it feels like the soundtrack to my own healing. That's, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I, um, I know that I think you, please correct me if I'm misquoting you, that you um, dubbed the album, the genre was fairy bitch genre. Yeah. <laughs> and that it was, you wanted it to be something that people can dance to, but not like, um, not like Calvin Harris, but more so like block party or klaxons or whatever it may be. Exactly. Like very indie dance. Like I wanted to have, like those anthems in there that as soon as they switch on people are like, ah, like I want to have, a, I want to cry. So, and then the other kind of theme I have, um, have you, have you, do you guys have skins? We, yes, we, um, yes, we do have skins. Skins. So I was like, if you went to like a skins, if fairies went to like a skins themed party, in the woods that would be like the other like um themes of the album <laughs> i love that and have having been uh I will, I will i won't give away my full age but having been around when skins first aired um i love that kind of imagery of skins with fairies in, in, in the wood if you will um do you remember because it is, it is almost like a, I don't want to say it is a throwback sound. It is the sound of the record is very 2022, but 
I guess, in relation to indie dance or indie dance rock, block party klaxons and skins, it is very circa 2000s-ish. Do you remember your introduction to that kind of music, to like indie rock? Um, I don't remember when I first like started listening to Arctic Monkeys, but the one of the biggest introductions to indie and just rock as a genre and like British British rock was my stepdad literally like filled our house with like CDs like they were they were just like everywhere and um then like iPods came in so I was about secondary school so I think I was like the like probably like 11 and um I got like a little shuffle iPod and I would just like take his CDs and then download them and put them onto the shuffle like and not know like whether I was gonna like it or not and then sort of be like mm, I like this one or mm, no this is my vibe <laughs> and that was like and he's like a big fan of Paul Weller and like um Oasis and so that that kind of like I think solidified how I was feeling towards like indie and Britpop at that at like 11 yeah secondary school kind of time was that around this the time that you got into writing music was that the same was there like a big gap between that yeah so really I never like thought that being an art like when I was a kid I just when I was a super young kid I was like I want to be a pop star yeah 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 like that's the dream (laughs) But then I thought that you kind of have to like have, I don't know, like a family of artists or like, I just thought you had to be kind of like a chosen person to do that or you have to go on X Factor. Like in my head, there was no, like I didn't know, I didn't think of another route that was just like, that's how it works. And um, I think that's kind of like quite a, a small town mentality like me and my friends we were always like we were always like oh you should go on x factor like to each other like you should go on x factor and then you might be able to be a musician and then um it wasn't so I but I always wrote songs and poetry since really young because it was kind of my mum's way of telling me to like deal with things like get things out of my brain and onto a piece of paper and like reflect so that was like very early stages of like my writing and but it wasn't actually till I was 18 that I started working with a producer before that I would just like upload some songs on SoundCloud that were just like really bad chords and me just singing over it (laughs) (laughs) we all have to start somewhere so I can very much appreciate a SoundCloud career before uh before stepping into where you are now Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I just, like, it's definitely one of my, like, for one of my purposes to, like, sort of shine a light on like smaller suburban areas or places that don't like have as much resources. They're not like close to a big city and be like, you know, you can just do it. Like if you want to be a musician, like there's ways and sort of shine a light on the ways that you can like get into the industry. So yeah, that, that definitely was my way. I remember just thinking like, I think I was about 17, 18 when I was like, I I really want to be an artist. I don't know how. And I was just like, you know, what? I'm just, I'm just gonna busk. I'm just gonna sing on a, on a bus. I'm just gonna just start singing everywhere till people just get sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it has worked, and people are not sick of you as of yet. So you're doing well. <laughs> um, what is the, what is the music site? Uh, sorry, what is the music scene like in Watford? So it's like. For me, it didn't really exist. Like growing up, it was like at school, we'd had like band rooms and stuff, but that's kind of like as far as it went. It was like, you know, you might spend your lunch in a band room or that was kind of it. And then there was like a bit like a small grime scene in Watford when I was growing up as well. So definitely there was definitely a lot of like guys that were making rap and grime music growing up. But um, generally the scene, like there isn't like a hub, there isn't a spot, there isn't like um, venues that play a lot of new music. There's like one venue in Watford that I know plays like new bands called The Horns. But it's like, it's not like the scene needs more love. (laughs) So, and there's such good musicians coming out of Watford now. Like in the last year, there's Griff, the amazing pop stars that come out of Watford. There's this girl called Jay Gray who does like soul um, R&B and she's like amazing from Watford. And I'm like, guys, we are here. We just need to (laughs) connect. (laughs) I feel like sometimes every few years there is like a new little hub of um, new artists that come out of a place and it's not just in the UK. It seems to be everywhere that there might be... um, a few artists that come out of uh, a certain town in Texas or in the UK or whatever it may be. And so it sounds like it is Watford's time. Um, <laughs> time having a bit of a, <laughs> uh, we've had a bit of a look and done a little bit of our analytics. We do have some listeners in the UK, so hopefully they are making their way to Watford and checking out what the music <laughs> scene is like there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was hoping you might indulge me a little bit just to talk about one or two tracks on the album. Um, One of my favourite tracks on the record was Yuck, which is a more talk, sing-song kind of track, Um, but I loved it that it was almost like a a train of thought in an audible form 
Um, and I was wondering if you would, uh, I guess, explain to us the the creation of that song, how it came about and how you wrote it or how it was produced. So um, me and Sam, Karma Kid, we wanted to do a song like this for a while. We had like a couple of references, um, a band Life Without Buildings, I'm pretty sure they're called. Um, and we've been listening to like this kind of freeform music like whilst we were creating the album, we were like, oh, I really want to like try and do a, a track like this. And then I think there, there was one day where we'd both just been like really listening to some of these references and came in and we were like, today's the day. Like <laughs> I've been listening to this music, you've been listening to this, like let's have a go and see like whether it can work for us or whether it's just like, again, an experiment that's, you know, it, it can go anywhere, it doesn't matter. And then um, he started like he wrote he wrote the bass line and a guitar loop and just like it just he like we wanted it to just feel like something that could just sit like and repeat and like not um, change too much musically. It's just like this ongoing soundscape that was just enjoy like enjoyable for the ears. And then I basically wrote down a couple of subjects that I knew I wanted to like get to and like had been on my mind and I wanted to like like talk about somehow along the way and then I wrote um a chorus but I didn't sing it out loud in the room I was like let me just see if it just works I'm not gonna overthink anything from this writing and then I went on to the mic and I was like let's do this and the first take was is the take that we used for yuck so it's just one take so we've done it i've done it three times but we went back to the first take and i we tried to re-record the chorus because that's just like what you kind of usually do when you <laughs> write songs is like make sure the chorus is really strong and we were like no the original take the way it flowed was just like a natural experience and it was just really it was really freeing just having like the topics that i've been thinking about my brain just like well splurge out with no control and no restriction of like how I'm going to present it and it actually helped me then in the next couple of sessions I actually wrote in the same way I didn't um record I I scripted it out like a a usual song but I approach I started approaching songs after um in the same way that I wrote yuck after writing yuck because I was like oh this is really freeing let me just write down these weird random thoughts that have just like come into my head and see if they can work as lyrics later in the day so yeah that's how <laughs> yuck was born I love that story thank you very much for sharing that with us no worries <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other track um that I that stood out to me was hurt you I thought that was a brilliant track as we've mentioned this record is, um, it is a powerhouse of a record. You're saying and, uh, and speaking a lot of your truth, um, freeing a lot of thoughts. I realise that it's a very unfair question to ask an artist what their favourite track on a record is, so I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> if there was to be a song that people could walk away, like if, if, if people can walk away being impacted by one song on the record, and you had the power to pick that song, what what would you kind of pick? Ooh. I feel like 
Oh, okay. I'm gonna do like an in between. Mm-hmm. I feel like either. <laughs> so hard. It's also hard because like I've heard the singles now quite a lot. So like I'm excited for people like more to hear like get into the other tracks on the album. Of course. But I think in between it's in between hurt you and never get to love you because never get to love you sound wise so is hurt you i don't know this is difficult never get to love you and hurt you i'm gonna they were my first thought so those two if people could like walk away with those two songs and i think they'll have a good taste of the album if there was a third track that I was going to mention, not to just name off all my tracks that I loved, but it was Never Get To Hurt You. So I'm glad that that was your pick as well because I thought that was a lovely track. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now we are living in the end of 2020 and we're not going to focus too much on COVID, but the world is starting to open up. We're starting to see people tour Exactly. <laughs> Which does lead me to the question of whether we will see Connie Constance at some point in Australia touring this record or supporting this record. So as I'm not sure when, but next year I'm coming to Australia. That is very I'm not sure That's still <laughs> like planning it and like finding out whether it's like part of a festival season, but next year I'm definitely coming to Australia, which is the first time I've been able to say that. I've been like, yeah, I'm going to come, hopefully. But I'm definitely <laughs> got funding and I'm definitely coming to Australia next year. Finally! <laughs> that is very, very, <laughs> very exciting. Very exciting. I know there's a lot of people here um, excited to see you, so we won't push for any further details. We don't want to get anyone in trouble, but we are excited uh, when that is announced, when we do get to see you here. Connie, usually we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Uh, is there anything at the moment that is on high rotation for yourself? Um, I can't stop listening to the Wonder Horse album. Have you heard of, um, there's a band called Wonder Horse and the album's called Cub. Let me just double check. I've literally not even looked at the song names. I've just been listening to it on repeat. <laughs> I have to admit, I have not heard of them. What kind of genre are they? It is, it's, it's indie rock, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like the best. Maybe I shouldn't even summarize it. You should just go and check it out. <laughs> but I can't Cub real quick. Come on, phone. Yeah, Cub. And Cub. it's like, I can't. I can't stop. Like, I just, like, it's been a while since I've listened to an album and, like, immediately listened to it again. Like, I just, like, I've listened to it at least three times in a row every time. It's so good. And I'm a big fan of them. And they are supporting. I don't know why I'm I'm basically doing their PR, but they're supporting Fontaine. <laughs> I really want to take it to their show. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see other artists supporting other artists and hopefully we can we'll somehow we'll get this to them to get you free tickets to the show (laughs) thank you (laughs) until that point though connie um once uh once again thank you so much for being on the podcast i very much appreciate it congratulations on miss power which is out now but yes thank you again for coming on the show Thank you so much for having me and I can't wait to hopefully meet you. 
And that's our show. A massive thank you to Connie Constance for her time. Miss Power is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record. We also want to give a huge shout out to Kyle at Pius Australia for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.